Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology, emotions, and math of money, because these elements, these are what impact your results and your experience. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. To kick off today's episode, I'd like for you to picture a glass. Now let's assume that you are pouring water into this glass. But instead of stopping when the glass is full, you keep pouring. What ends up happening? It's going to overflow and create a mess, right? So isn't it funny that you and I sometimes don't think of our own capacity in the same vein? We just add and add. We add to our schedules. We add to our commitments. We add to our responsibilities. But we give too little attention to what needs to be removed. Now, of course, intellectually, you and I know that capacity isn't static. The problem is that we just don't always operate with that awareness. I'm bringing this up because it's December. At this time of year in general, and given this year in particular, who isn't feeling slightly overwhelmed and at or over capacity? In fact, (laughs) bumping up against my own capacity is what inspired today's episode. A little backstory. I belong to a network of entrepreneurs and small business owners called What Works. And a few weeks ago, its founder, Tara McMullen, posed a question. And her question was, or is, what's your real capacity? Now, little did she know when she posed it that that was an interesting time because that was exactly what I was struggling with. I was struggling with capacity at that moment. And I was struggling for a couple of reasons. One, just as a natural way of how I operate my business, this is the time of year when I am simultaneously working to wrap up one year while I am preparing for the one to come. I am starting my annual review process. I am flushing out my goals and my plans for the next year. And that also typically involves involves, I should say, making some big decisions, well, sometimes small ones too, but making decisions. And there was one in particular that had me stressing out and it was stressing me out for weeks. And eventually I got to the point where I realized that the decision I needed to make to relieve that stress was to give myself permission not to decide. (laughs) So I did that. I was like, you know what? You have to make a decision, Jacquette, but it doesn't have to be right now. And this did a couple of things. One, this was my way of acknowledging that A, I did not have the capacity for this at the moment. And B, it it was giving me the permission to let that acknowledgement be okay. And it was interesting because I shared this in the group and I shared how, you know, making that decision to not make a decision, it just brought me such incredible relief. Because here's the thing, 
most decisions, especially if they're on the bigger side, there are several layers to those decisions. The first layer is just making the darn decision. And then the second layer is doing the work that comes afterward. And as I shared in the group, in this instance, actually making the decision when I reflect back was the easy part. What was causing me to stress out was all of the work on the back end that I knew was going to be required in order to make this decision a really good one. It it, it was the stress of trying to get it done before the end of the year. And I was just like, don't do it before the end of the year, like defer it. And so that's what I did because the stuff on the back end, as I said, that was the hard part. So I gave myself the permission to defer making the, you know, final decision until January and then doing the work, you know, that would be required of it, or at least most of the work also until January. And oh my God, I immediately felt lighter. And it's been several weeks since I made this decision and uh, I still do. So that's a good thing. But, um, you know, This example that I've shared with you is one about capacity as it relates to me and my business. And maybe you're listening and you don't work as an entrepreneur or small business owners. But you know what? That's okay. Because reaching or exceeding your capacity, well, that happens in other domains of your life too. It could be your time, it could be your finances, it could be your energy, it could be your emotional bandwidth, it could be your physical space, and I bet a lot of people are bumping up against that as everything is done at home for people that aren't used to working from home. And so the purpose of today's episode is to invite you, wherever you may be, you know, again, entrepreneur, small business owner or not, to examine your capacity across its many dimensions. Again, your time, your finances, your energy, your emotional bandwidth, your space. And one of the first things to do is to start by taking an audit. Take an audit of where do you stand with each of those dimensions that I've just ticked off. Again, time, finances, energy, emotional bandwidth, space. And and if you have a business, your business. And if I've missed something, well, then write it down. (laughs) Um, And as you're taking an audit of where you stand, think about, well, do you feel spacious or do you feel crunched or are you somewhere in between? Like you're teetering on the brink of maybe being crunched. And then after you take an audit of where you currently stand, it's also kind of helpful to recall the last time, the last time you felt spacious, the last time you felt crunched, the last time you actually exceeded your capacity. When did you begin to notice that you felt spacious or that you were crunched or that you had exceeded that? When did you begin to notice that you went a bit too far? And when did that feeling, or I should say, where did that feeling appear? Did it appear as feeling tired, as being snippy? You know, how else did it show up that you realize "Mm, something's a little bit off? What was going on? And were there other people that were doing something or not doing something that contributed to why you were feeling crunched, why you were feeling, um, you know, over the line. And if you were spacious, you know, how were they helping you with that? 
again, capacity is not static. It's elastic it, and, and it, it expands and retract either because of something that you initiated or in response to external factors like hello 2020. Yet, perhaps like me, you can sometimes make the mistake of adding to your plate without considering what also needs to be removed. And here's the conclusion that I've come to and that I often have to be reminded of. And that is that clutter can take many different forms. But at the end of the day, clutter is clutter. You only have but so much time. We got 24 hours in a day, right? Yet you only have but so much money in any given moment. So I'm not squashing anyone's, you know, desire to create a whole bunch of money in their life. But in this moment right now, you only have what you have. You only have but so much energy. You only have but so much emotional bandwidth. Your space, it can only accommodate but so much. And if you do have a business, there is some capacity on what you can do within your business on a given day, in a given week, in a given month, maybe even in a given year. I think you get my point. But here's the challenge. There is no set formula for dealing with the elasticity of capacity. You only realize when you bump up against it, when, when you bump up against it, right? It's something you have to experience and it's something that you have to feel your way through because I do think that the line of where you are, you know, tipping over into being crunched territory or into the you've exceeded the limit territory, I think that line shifts, which is why I say that it is something that you have to experience and feel your way through. And in the process of your capacity shifting from one state of being to the next, you often bump up against what I call capacity's friends, decision-making, fear, and permission. In my case, I gave myself the permission not to decide right now. And although taking the last two weeks of the year off was always a part of my 2020 plan, the decision that I deferred gave even more meaning to what I intend to do during this time. So yes, I plan to veg, I plan to spend some time doing absolutely nothing work-related, but I also plan to spend some of that time crossing my T's and dotting my I's on the changes that I'm making for 2021, completing my annual review process, and yes, getting a little bit of a head start on some of the back-end work that's associated with the decision that I've deferred. But here's what I was reminded of um, as I was thinking about the last couple of weeks and this decision that I deferred and where I am now. And that is that you and I tend to make much better and more informed decisions when we're not feeling overwhelmed, which is why capacity is such an issue. And I realized that on some level, that's obvious. But you know, as I said at the top of the show, at this time of the year in general, and given this year in particular, I bet everybody is feeling just a wee bit stressed out. Moments like this, moments when we're feeling overwhelmed, moments when we're feeling at or over capacity, that's when fear shows up. And when I think about the more common types of fears, 
fear of making the wrong decision, fear of judgment by others, fear of failing, the fear of rejection. I realized that what was bubbling up for me was the latter. I was afraid of being told no, and I had to work through and get to the point where I decided, you know what, if that's the worst possible outcome, I'll be okay. (laughs) But it was a process. I did not get to that conclusion overnight. So for you, when it comes to your time, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your energy, your emotional bandwidth, your physical space, and if you're listening as an entrepreneur or small business owner, any aspect of your business, what decisions might you benefit from deferring? And how might doing so actually end up expanding your capacity right now? Because in the words of a few wise friends of mine, no decision is a decision. So what permissions do you need to give yourself, be it as they relate to your own expectations or those of others? What fears are bubbling up for you as you perhaps wrestle with tweaking your capacity and saying or deciding or declaring what you will say yes or no to right now? When Tara posed her question, she had no idea how timely that was for me. Who knows? Perhaps when you're listening to this episode, it is timely for you because you are grappling with matters of capacity and its attendant friends also. And if that's the case, well, then I really hope that me sharing this little bit of a story will be of help to you, especially as you start to wind down one hell of a year, one that likely challenged your capacity in some manner or another. Well, that is it, my friends, for today's episode. I thank you so very much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or maybe this episode in particular, please leave a rating, a review, and or share it so that we can reach more people. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode. And I do hope that you have a fantastic rest of the day. Until next time, remember, it's about more than money.